All right, here we go. In the house 2.0, 2023 version. Wow, this came around really quick again. Um, Scouts can't beat her tonight. This is Kenny Alward, and uh, we've got a goalkeeper special tonight, Lance. Well, I really appreciate you asking me to come in and sit in for Scouts. And I know he's not feeling really well, so I want to wish him the very best, a quick recovery with whatever that he's dealing with. Uh, but happy to be here. It's been a while since I've done a podcast or a radio show, and so it's a lot of fun. And I'm excited to have Katie Lunn and Kyle Morton here. It's just going to be a fun show. Looking forward to it a lot. This is it. So here we go. So uh, I've got a really weird question. So on the way over here, I was thinking, I listened to two really good songs on the way in. I know you and I are big music people, so... I was thinking about these two songs that played as I came in. And one was Dwight Yoakam, Faster Than You. Yeah, I like Dwight Yoakam. Right. And the other one was Linkin Park with Steve Aoki, A Light That Never Comes. And I was thinking those would be great relief pitcher songs. You know, when you come on, the relief pitcher always gets the crowd amped up. What would be yours, Lance, if you were a relief pitcher? Man, that's putting me on the spot. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking like Joker and a Thief or something like they play down at the Yum Center. I have no idea, really. I Give me a minute on that one. But I will tell you, as far as music and listening to it on the way to games, ever since the beginning, I listened to the same three Waylon Jennings songs Let's go. every single time I come to a game here or the Yum Center. Let's Just go. sing along with them. It warms me up a little bit. It's it's Bob Wills is still the king. Are you sure Hank would have done it this way? And Waymore's Blues. You all have never probably heard any of those, but they are my three favorite Waylon Jennings songs, and that's what I listen to every time. Well, the great thing about this podcast is we have just hit all kinds of different segments, and Katie and Kyle haven't even gone yet. So the question I have for you guys, because I wanted to come out with the really hard-hitting stuff first, you know, to kind of put you on your back foot a little bit, was why is it when there's a penalty shootout, keepers don't get to have their own walkout music? I mean, you know, you've got the time, you've got the break, you're coming out, you're all jacked up, spotlights on you. Why is that not a thing? Honestly, it should be a thing. I like where, I like where your head's at, honestly. I mean, off the top of your head, we kind of gave you a couple decent songs. It, it, what would be like your pump-up song to get the whole stadium just rocking? I've seen that one with the the, the trumpets, I guess, lately. Um, the one that comes to my mind is Beautiful People by Chris Brown, Benny Benassi. It's just one of those like good vibe songs. Yeah. Uh, has a good bass to it. Um, something that could get the crowd going a little bit. Like you maybe not want to get too hyped, though. Exactly, because yeah. as the keeper, you got to make a stop. You got to focus. You get too hype, maybe you're a little bit too trigger happy, right? Yeah, you gotta stay focused, but I think at the same time, a little bit more juice in you is always a good thing. Katie, lights are—it's a—it's a great night here at Lynn Family Stadium. We know how the lights go, purple and lavender. When great things happen at night, it's the whole crowd's rocking. Katie, Katie, what is your walkout song? Oh gosh, I don't know. I really am bad with titles of names of songs. She doesn't need a a, a, a wall a, a big pipe up song. She did you see yeah. what happened in the women's cup? I mean, she made her name nationally, internationally known with no walk up music at all. It was pretty awesome. But I am with you. I do think they should play some walk up music. Yeah, maybe the music would have made me a little bit too nervous. Would so it? This was perfect. You liked it? Yeah. Oh, well, that would be even better. You talk about more intimidating. So I wanted to get in that pretty quickly. When you guys are facing a penalty. Tell me about your mind games. Do you, like, point at people? Do you, like, I'm going right, I'm going left? I've seen you shank this before. I watched you in college. You sucked back then. Nothing's changed. I mean, wh how do you do that? Yeah, no, I don't really do anything. I would rather just, I, like, stay off my line until they tell me to get back, and then I kind of just look at where their feet are and where I think they're going. 
And then after, I feel like they're like, oh, shoot, and they miss. And then the next girl comes, and she's like, well, my teammate just missed. Um, me and the girl from Byron, the goalkeeper, like, kept playing mind games with me, trying to go the other side, and then had to walk back to, like, make me um, – they made us, like, pause for a little bit. And then after, I was like, I'm not letting this girl uh, s score. So then after that, it was like, okay, I can play the mind games now. It's over. But not really. Yeah, I'm all about the mind game. Get in there, Kyle. Go, yeah. go at it. What are you What are you going with? I mean, I'm honestly, it's really all by all by feel for me. Okay. Um, we faced two last year. Both games, I probably did some a bit differently. St. Louis, I was facing 16, 17 year old kids, so I was in their ear pretty much the entire time. You're in their kitchen. You're cooking yeah. eggs and bacon. It everything's is, happening. It is a constant conversation for me, and you can see it in their eyes that I don't really like this right now. You know, and same thing with Detroit when you're in a weight game and. Uh, you face Antoine Hopeno and you kind of know him. And I was um, at that game. Yeah, it's it's fun. You can kind of chat a little bit of crap to him, and uh, you can kind of just see them get a little bit more tense, and you can feel like you have the advantage, you know. So it's good. Lance, I, I you know, so Lance and I come from the same part of the the state. We're both from way down in Western Kentucky. It's third region, is what it's called down there. So we're very well known for our chatter. Um, if it's basketball, if it's pitching washers, horseshoes. I'm getting in somebody's head quick. I don't know if I'd be very good at it as a keeper, but I would I would probably get my butt beat most of the time, but at least I get a shot in. <laughs> well, I never played any of those sports like you're talking about without having a few beers, so I know I wouldn't be very good as a keeper <laughs> because, first of all, I'm about 80 pounds overweight, and then also it, holding that cold beer trying to stop a goal would be kind of tough to do. But it is amazing that you all can do that with that kind of pressure in those spots. But I think even more impressive – is when there's a crowd of people. It might be a set piece or there might be, you know, the run of play or whatever. And then there's a crowd out in front of you and your vision's completely, uh, you know, inhibited with, with all these people and everything going on and all the action and the ball's moving quickly, rapidly. And then someone, you know, takes a shot. And, how, like, like, it's amazing the cat-like reaction that you both have, uh, that you have to have to play at the level's that you all are, are playing uh, at this point. So uh, it, how do you train for that? I mean, I, I can't even imagine. Is it like something you're born with? Seeing a ball or how do you and do instantly that? making the move to that. Uh, how, where do, yeah. Is it something you're born with? How do you develop that? Katie, go first. Gosh, I don't know. I feel like we just have fast reflexes. Like if something drops, I'm always like, got it. My friends joke with me. But no, I think you just learn, I guess, um, just from training every day and then – Shout out to Vision Training. They would love to hear that. Um, so, yeah, they work with us all the time. But I think it comes naturally for us now that we've been doing it for so long. Well, we love the Lynn family. We really do. Yeah. Now, to talk a little bit about that training, though, do yeah. you really feel like it has a real positive effect for you to be able to get quicker with your eyes and your hands all working together? Yeah, I would Feet. say I'm definitely in the process of getting better. I think Kyle goes more than me. But um, I think it really does help. And then you – train your eyes to see better like for me my left side I've been working on that so I think they do a good job of helping people in the areas that they need to see better on the field. Kyle how about you? Yeah actually it's funny because we did put a thing out there earlier so I'm gonna go straight to this since you jumped into the lens situation I'll let Kyle read this question maybe and he can answer as well so we put a question out there about two hours before and said uh, hey we're running this thing tonight with uh Kyle and Katie, uh, if you got any questions, we'll we'll take a few from social media. But I mean, Lance just teed this up perfectly about the the Lynn training facility. So, 
the vision. We've done podcasts from there. So Kyle, would you like to read the question that was asked of you by somebody you know? Yeah, that's the question. It's uh, it's from Dave. It says, Hi, hey, Kyle, why are you slacking on your vision training? Okay. Question mark from his Friday buddy, Gavin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not in there three times a week like I was last year, but I am in there twice a week this year. So I guess we're just not going on the same days, but I'm in there. Don't you worry. How has that changed? Because we, you know, we, with Dr. Mark Lynn, obviously a huge supporter of soccer in this city and, you know, he's done vision training of things that probably still will probably not come out for a long time of people that he, different athletes he's helped through the years. How have you seen it change your game? I mean, have you had a left low or right low, right? What are the things where you've seen your, your improvements from that? Yeah, I mean, the first day I came in, um, when I first signed here, they gave me, ran me through all the, the vision tests and um, the fixation tests and all the different things you can, right, right then and there, you can see like, oh, you're not fixating properly on this eye, or now you're kind of seeing up to the left on this eye. Um, and they give you the drills, they give you the, the devices that you need to improve in those areas. And then two weeks later, you get the same test and bang, it's, you can see improvement right away. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen it a massive improvement um, just in processing speed, reaction time, um, hand-eye coordination. It, it, you can see when you go in there two, three weeks at a time or two, three weeks in a row, um, you then go, you, you start to feel like you're in the groove. And then when you're not there, we're on the road for 10 days or whatnot, and you go back in, and you're like, now your scores are way, way lower. It's like, now you got to restart the process. But um, yeah, it's honestly, those guys are so far ahead of the, of the curve when it comes to athletics and vision performance and uh, me and Katie get to, to benefit, benefit from it right now. And so, yeah. Hey, be sure to tag Dr. Lynn whenever you send this podcast out. He definitely needs to listen to this. It's awesome stuff. Now listen, not only with the vision training, but Kyle, you obviously had uh, some serious injury that you had to deal with uh, last season uh, and, and missed quite a bit of time and you've had the off season to recover. Talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about what you've gone through, where you are now, mm -hmm. how you feel as the season's about to kick off. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a long process. I uh, had a bit of a back issue probably since the start when I was in Houston last or two years ago. Now, um, got healthy in the last off season and then kind of just as the year went on, just the grind of it, um, my back started to go. But uh, when playing against Detroit at the end of the year, had a collision with like Manny and one of their forwards and. All of a sudden, I'm having shooting pains down my leg. Um, got an MRI in the next couple of days. Showed that, like, well, actually, I'll back up. But I started losing power in my calf muscle. Like, I couldn't lift my heel off the ground. Like, walk in, nothing worked. Um, so, got an MRI. I saw a piece of, like, the disc on my nerve root. So, it shut down. That's not great. No, it's not good for any athlete, let alone any person. But, um, so tried to make a decision with playoffs coming up of do we go into surgery do we try to rehab it um, went the rehab route um, was able to get some life back into it and right before the the final against San Antonio that week I was able to actually train again because I got enough life into my calf but I was only going to get 50 or 60 percent out of it um, so I had to get surgery get the fragment of the disc removed from the nerve root um, and then it was such an easy surge. I, I was walking a mile the next day, walked out of the hospital. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. You had a back surgery to remove a disc off the nerve root. Yeah. First of all, that sounds like pure hell already. But then you are walking a mile the next day? Yeah. I, I mean, I walked out of the hospital the same day um, with a little wheelchair walking out to my car, got out of the car, walked up to the apartment. Did no you have a walkout song? No, but I should have. See the theme of this? I really want we a walkout yeah, song. We should have had the walkout song yeah, going, no. yeah. Uh, I, I laid some mulch the other day, Kenny. Yeah, did you have a walkout song? No, 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 no. But 
my wife then like later said, Hey, do you want to go walk a mile or so? And I was like, around the neighborhood. And I was like, no, are you kidding? I laid all that mulch. And now I have no excuse. She's going like, to listen to this and be like, dude, no more excuses. Get your like, ass out. I, I didn't steal anything. Why am I leaving? <laughs> We're good. It's my mulch. That's right. I, I didn't take it. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I should have had a walkout song, honestly, now come, come to think of it. Um, but yeah, it was really easy recovery, just walking. Couldn't sit on my butt for three weeks, which was kind of a pain in the butt. Um, only standing, <laughs> so only standing or sitting on my side. So, um, but then yeah, the rehab process was really easy. Just started lifting weights at four weeks and um, just put the building box together, and now I'm here. So with that long-term injury, and you know, you always try to take a positive from something negative, and you know, you hear people say, "Well, while I was on the sidelines, I picked up on this, this, and this," because mm-hmm. you kind of have to, yeah. or else you'll go crazy because you can't do the things mm-hmm. you're used to doing physically. So what? Can you point to anything that you kind of picked up that you probably wouldn't have because you were so close to the action when you're still on the side, other than just being frustrated and yeah. wanting to be out there? In terms of the team or myself? Yes. Um, in terms of the team, it was so late on in the season that we kind of knew who we were. Um, but just as the togetherness that we had all year and um, a couple games come to mind with San Diego and uh, Birmingham when we're down to a man or down a man. Um, and just getting results, and then you can see that going through the playoffs, where we're down two 0 against Pittsburgh and come back two two, and Danny wins it, Pens, and then against Tampa when we go down a man, and we just still fight to to find a win. Um, I think so. That for me is is just you could see all the work that we did add up for the playoffs, and it all just paid off. Even though we didn't win a championship, we got pretty pretty close. Um, and for myself, I think I just took a step back and. Um, and really just learn discipline throughout the rehab process and going through everything and really discipline myself with nutrition and working out and doing all the right things. Katie, have you had any long-term injuries that you've had some setbacks with, or have you just been fortunate enough to kind of get through those? No, knock on wood, I haven't, so. All right, if you ever do, we will delete this out of this podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to take I'm going to take a hard left turn here if you're okay with the slants. You can take whatever turn you want to. It's so your podcast, buddy. Just this week, it was announced that FIFA 23 is going to have NWSL team out. And Racing Louisville will be out there on FIFA. I'm a FIFA player. Woo. Guilty pleasure. Have you been able to look at your card, your ratings? Are you disappointed? Are you excited? Most of the time when I hear these things, you watch like releases and stuff. Being a Liverpool fan, I always think it's funny to watch release every year where they go around and show each other cards. And most everybody's pissed off and makes fun of everybody else. Like, see how slow you are, Trent? You can't track back, all these different things. So what have you been able to look at with your stuff? Uh, I think it drops on Wednesday, I believe, or Thursday, something like that-ish. I don't know, soon. Anyway, we'll call it soon. So back to the point about your card and your ratings. Yeah. Happy, mad. Well, Logan actually did a small little group. We went into the room, and we thought we were doing a video for something else, but she actually showed a couple of us our FIFA rankings. And, of course, people are getting competitive. <laughs> Shout out to Jalen Howell. Um, it says I'm faster than her, which she's go. really upset Let's about. Let's go. Let's um, go. And I have a better shooting ranking than her. Um, so I'm, like, really proud of that. Uh, but, no, I, I think my ranking's perfect. There's room for improvement. My character, avatar, whatever they call it, it's a little scary. Um, my eyes don't really look like they match up. They also gave me a lot of muscle in my legs, which, okay. Um, but overall, I think it's really It could be cool. worse. 
yeah, I think we're really excited about it, and I think fans um, are really excited about it too. And I think it's just great that we can be in it now. So, and it's well deserved. Now, do you have any players on your team that like to play video games, FIFA, anything like that, or is it more just a side topic and a happy to be like on that level and where it should be? I feel like we will start playing now that we're in it, and we'll make it a competition. Excellent. Um, don't really know if many people play it though, to be honest. Um, but definitely now people will. I think it's cool, man. I, I, I think it's hard to believe. I mean, you, you got to go back just a couple of years. Could you have ever imagined being a FIFA yeah. avatar, being yeah. having your rating and all that stuff? I mean, yeah. it's really, really awesome. And I've never played it much either, but uh, I think I might start. That, well, a couple of times I tried, man, my kids just beat me like 10 to 1. Like, Dad, you're like playing on the easy setting and worse. <laughs> Yeah, that feels good. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not used to all And when I played video games, Kenny, it was like the little hand controller for Atari and one red button. And I was, oh, I could kill you at that. I mean, I was awesome. You were a monster but Tetris, the, weren't you? The, the, oh, you know, I remember Nintendo, remember uh, playing Contra, like up, up, down, down. Whatever, oh, yeah, whatever. the Contra the code, code. Yeah, that's where you get all the free bullets. Yeah, I knew all that stuff. But then it got too complicated for me. I can't do all that. What about over on the men's side? I mean, I, I've been at a couple of events with, uh, I'll date myself a little bit, but George Davis and I got into a very long match of FIFA one time. It went into, it went into pens. It wow. got, it got pretty rough. I mean, there was smack talk. I know you like the smack talk too. It yeah. became smack talk between me and him. We had an audience of a solid, like four people. It got pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, I think some of the guys play, I think the younger cats play like FIFA and stuff and then some modern warfare, Call of Duty stuff keep busy the younger cats how old are you cal 20 28 20 yeah 28 yeah <laughs> the, the younger ancient cats. dude yeah man you're you're pepaw who, who, who is who do you all look up to as like the elder uh people now and on the team yeah, and i don't mean you're calling them old yeah. but i mean they're experienced <laughs> they've ahead, been around a long time yeah. they're kind of the 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 big brother figure let's put it that uh, way it's tough for me because i'm right in the middle of like team and age um i definitely think paulo would be a, a legendary figure, Niall, Cam, OJ. There's a couple guys for sure. Yeah, I could see Niall certainly yeah. kind of taking control. And Paolo too. I mean, yeah. he's, the, he's the field general. I yeah, could yeah. definitely see that. Locker room general for sure. For sure. So I'm going to switch to a few questions for both of you because there are a lot of recent trends in, in keepers that uh, you know weren't really out there 18 years ago. I'm going to start with an obvious one, and since you. Guys kind of grew up at a little bit different age, but you've probably seen your position mature a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So if you go back eight, ten years ago, a keeper being adept at playing with their feet wasn't a huge deal mm -hmm. and playing out from the back. Has that been something you've always been comfortable with? Is it something that's more of a challenge? Because both of our teams, men's and women's, do like to play out from the back, right? Where, where do you feel you've matured along the way? And was that something that was natural for you? I mean, can't speak for Katie, but when I was growing up through the club ranks, um, it was all about how far as a keeper can you kick the ball. Um, and that was kind of like, oh, wow, look at that keeper. It can kick at 18 to 18, and, and now it's very much different. Um, it's definitely something I've had to work on a lot. I've had different managers. I want to play different ways. Like Bob Lilly always wanted me to go long. Um, it wasn't until I went to St. Louis where I had to start really trying to play out of the back. And um, it really is just practice, and I think everybody has the ability to do it, but if you want to put the reps in, then, then you'll be able to. But, yeah, it's been interesting just seeing goalkeepers now, and um, I often think that sometimes goalkeepers show more pride in their passing rather than, like, what our job really is and stopping the ball. So sometimes it frustrates me, but it's just part of it. 
Yeah, for me, I think I had a different route to being a goalkeeper. I was an outside mid my whole life. And then freshman year, I got really tall, lanky, awkward. So I'm like, I got to try goalkeeper. So I feel like that experience, um, you know, gave me good footwork. And I really prided myself on I knew how to use my feet. So I think that really helped me, especially when I first came into the pros. I obviously was the backup for Michelle for my first year here at racing. And my rookie year, I didn't play at all. I think that allowed me to stand out compared to other people and so um, it's something that I really pride myself on and I'm obviously continue to work on it incorporate my left foot a little bit more but I mean I agree I think in the NBSL now if you're a starting goalkeeper you have to be good with your feet and if you're not then you might not be playing um, or it's a weakness that we take advantage of when we're on the field we'll say she's not good with her feet press her um, and stuff like that so now you touched on something real quick during, during that answer um, one of the things that intrigues me is I'm, as I'm up in, I don't, I don't do a lot during the games, y'all. I just, I watch the game and then I just yell out whenever something cool happens, but I do try to kind of keep in mind what's really happening behind the scenes. And one of the things that always intrigues me is, is the, the goalkeeper staff. So you all train together there, you know, and you talked about being behind Michelle right. in that first year. And then you got your opportunity, of course, in, in, in 20, uh, 2021 with the Women's Cup and that game, the way it played out. That was pretty amazing, right? I mean, it was like your mother's birthday. She was here. You were ready for the moment, no yeah, doubt about wow. it. Nobody's yeah, ever capitalized down, on their opportunity more than what you did that day because you secured yourself as a starting keeper in this league. But it wasn't a long period of time. I mean, it was less than a full season. But, Minister, I'm going to ask you this too, Kyle. When you are the backup keeper, how do you stay, or even third in line, mm -hmm. how do you stay motivated to just keep driving and driving day after day? You're not getting in the games. You're not getting the excitement of that part of it. I'm sure you have your own internal competitions every day during training, but what do you do to keep yourself mentally focused and stay laser sharp, be positive, and not let any kind of toxicity get into your mind because the heebie-jeebies can be toxic to people. Yeah. And how do you, how, what do you, what's your method of doing that? Yeah. I think in college, you know, we all play every game and then we go to the pros and it's like, nope, you're not playing. So it is an adjustment and I'll give all credit to um, my first rookie season, obviously my first time, you know, being the third string and I got to learn from Aubrey Bledsoe, who's still in the league now. I think she was the best mentor I could have ever had. And I think, my mindset that year was, you know, it's your first year in the league. It happened to be their COVID year. I'm just going to do everything I can to learn. And I'm just going to roll with it. That first year was just going to be a learning year. And obviously it was hard. Like you go from not playing and then you're like a whole year of learning. Like, am I wasting my time? Could I be doing something else? So those doubts do, you know, come in, but you still really enjoy what you're doing. And so then when I got taken in the expansion draft here, I was like, you know, I feel like I have learned so much over this past year. I'm going to fight for this spot. And I feel like I used that experience and I came here and I was doing really well, but I still had a lot to work on. And I'm like, I know I can make it. And I've had so many good coaches over the year tell me you just got to keep going and fighting. And then I met Sergio, who completely transformed my game in like three to four months, which was really exciting for me. And so I think getting better each day and having his support and obviously my teammates' support I like didn't give up and then I got my opportunity, which I was so excited for. I kind of knew it was happening and I was like, I got it. I got to make the mark.
Yeah, I'm sure it's a day you'll never forget. Yes. I mean, none of us will. It, it was absolutely amazing to just come like just out of nowhere yeah. and, and have that match. And then look what's happened. I mean, it's been been amazing. And, I, and there's certainly a, a long, long, bright career ahead of you and look forward to seeing all that. And I just you, you admit it. I mean, sometimes you, it yeah. gets in your head. You have you have to have some sort of technique to battle that and continue to work hard and have yourself ready when the moment comes. And you have to step up, and you are the living proof of that. Kyle, do you have a story similar? I mean, I know that you weren't always the starter for everywhere you've been. You've had to kind of learn along the way, too. How do you battle those heebie-jeebies? Uh, short answer, I, I just battle them through hard work. Um, unlike Katie, I didn't really have any like mentors and um, like goalkeepers I could really look up to when I was in the pro, pro game. Um, you just always were fighting for the number one job. Um, Similar to her, I was number three in Rochester and um, had to battle my way up and thought I was good enough to be a number one at that point. And obviously got a wake up call of like, you're not there yet. Um, but for, for me, it was just through experience and um, taking the lessons as they came. And um, yeah, I would always, I hate not playing. I really hate it. Um, I'm extremely competitive when it comes to goalkeeping and um, I really just get through it based off hard work. and. I think progress for me is just seeing improvement in, in different parts of my game. And if I'm doing that, if I'm a number two or number three and I'm still seeing improvements, I can be happy. But, um, yeah, it's difficult. I hate it. No, I understand. Well, Scott Budnick, obviously the goalkeeper coach for, for Lou City, uh, does he have a method or a way that he trains you and Danny like to keep all you guys on the same team? Because – it could be easy. It's like in baseball, right? You got one out that's playing it for the bats. You got one outfielder kind of hoping the other guy goes 0 for 4 with four strikeouts and he gets a couple. They don't 100%. care really about the winning and losing. It's how they perform and whether or not they get called up and get the opportunity to play. I, I can't imagine on this squad, just because of the culture that's been here, I can't say everybody's infallible, but what's Scott do to help you all be a team yet also stay highly competitive? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um he does a really good job man managing um, and just I guess we all have egos in some sense, but he does a really good job of just kind of letting us be who we are, but still bringing us into the team and having our own little goalkeeping team there. Um, yeah, he does. I don't know how he does it, honestly, but he does a really good job of keeping everybody settled down. He's an easy catalog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I met Sergio actually uh, at the uh, uh, what was the, the soccer ball? Uh, he was sitting at my table, and wow. that's the first time I'd ever gotten really to talk to him. Great guy. I mean, really yeah. awesome, easy to like. I think very respected uh, mm -hmm. by the goalkeeper staff over at Racing Louisville. And Scott, you know, both. I mean, yeah, I think there's just a certain personality that you have to have to extract the best out of your players, mm -hmm. but also, you know, spread some love. I mean, they're good dudes to like, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, um Scouts House is still, uh, we're in kind of preseason for us as well. You can still sign up to be a Scouts House member. It's only $10. Uh, we dropped it this year, or we kept it the same as last year. Um, and what that gets for you is basically you're part of our group. We all sit behind you all for one side of the, one half of the game. But also it's going to a lot of great charities. So I just want to take a moment just to remind everybody that uh, you'll see that uh, little QR code out there. If you've got $10 and you'd like to be a part of something that just helps out charities, uh, we don't take any of this money. Uh, back in the um, the salary for doing this is really really high to be on the board. I have to tell you, 
It's zero. So uh, <laughs> it goes to a great charity. So if you get a chance, and you'd like to be part of something that helps these podcasts and all these different things and charities we support, uh, please do that. Um, so another Scouse House topic, uh, because we are behind the goal, and I don't think I've had you all on a podcast before. Um, Lance knows this. We take a lot of pride in really getting in the other keeper's head. Uh, we have been clapped off. We've been flipped off. Uh, we've been tweeted at after the game, and we took pride in all those things. And the clapping off was that we really got a good chant going. Uh, so giving the things that you all hate to hear without giving away secrets, what should we do better to get, like, free kick, you know, watch far post. I mean, tell me, you know, I mean, the obvious is there, you know, we look up the stuff on social media and we find out, you know, what their dog's name is and all this stuff without being too bad. What are some things that we should really do to get in their head? Because we're all in this to win, right? I kind of want to know what the chant was that got you guys, or got the goalkeeper all riled up. I will tell you that after this podcast. (laughs) Um, Was it a girl's team or a guy's team? No, it wasn't a girl's team. Okay. you know that you remember the team it was against. Oh, I'll, I know exactly who it was. I'll tell you after this <laughs> podcast. I think one of the funnest ones that we ever had though was I'm trying to remember the keeper's name. Um, oh, it was uh, Trevor Spangenberg. Do you yeah, remember? Spangenberg. Yeah. All right. So I think he was the one that actually clapped us off. So this is back in old Slugger Field, and we we were right on top of them because we were a lot higher than they were. And so we have a lot of kids on our side in Scouts' house too, because the kids get to go up to the front row and all this stuff to really get in the game. There's enough of a guard there for them. And we couldn't come up with a good thing. He had nothing on social media. So we started singing the SpongeBob SquarePants song because Spangleberg SpongeBob was where we could get to. And this thing went on and on and on. And the kids keep singing. They're like, I can't hear you. And he picked up on what was happening. This started in about the 12th minute. And we went solid, you know, especially after we get the second or third drink in. He clapped us off because he caught it onto it. I think he still held us scoreless on that side. The, the flip off, I'll tell you later. Yeah, I think some really annoying things could be like if the goalkeeper gets the ball back and you're like, man on, man on, man on, because they're like, sometimes you can't tell where it's coming from. Yeah. And you don't know if it's the right information. Man on, okay. That's a good one. Just or like yeah. calling out keeper for them because then it could actually mess up the defense and the goalkeeper being like, oh, wait, should I have gone? I like this. I would say that too. Katie? I would say that too, like pretending that you're on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of like weird yells at us. I remember one time we were in, I think it was New York or something, and they were like, hurry up, you fatty. And I was like, who said that? I was like really offended by that. I would imagine so. Uh, it was like, have you seen my FIFA 23 card? Yeah. <laughs> my muscles are massive. Yeah. Watch your uh, mouth. No, but we've gotten some weird things. And then the girls on some of the teams, they talk a lot too. Um, but no, I think that one is the best one for sure. Okay. Yeah, we want to keep it clean as we do in our side yeah, of it, but nice, we also want to get in their head. Yeah, there's, there's a time for that. Yeah. And yeah, we keep it clean. Yeah. We I, take I, pride I in some it. bad stuff. Some some rough stuff. Who, who's what town's the roughest? I mean, you, you, I would imagine Indianapolis is is pretty bad because Detroit. when we went marching in, there was a ten year old kid yelling "f you, f you" <laughs> oh as God. we were walking in, and I'm like, dude, you're ten. F you, old man. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I was like, this is disgusting. But who are, who are some of the worst? I think La- Indy's always a bad one. Indy, I've been called some things where you're like, even like the fans behind are like, ah, oh, you can't say that, you know. Yeah. Um, last year, Detroit was a tough one. Oh, Both bet. games there in Detroit was some bad things said. Um, 
I feel like everywhere, I feel like everywhere you get at least a little bit of stick. You just get used to it and you give it back to them and they enjoy it. But yeah, those are the two that come to mind. Beat their asses. That's the best way to give it back <laughs> to them, man. That's, that's how you do it. All right. So keeping on uh, the kind of going back and forth here. So the first social media question I gave to Kyle, Katie, you get the second one okay. that uh, just came out and I'll let you read that and I'll let you answer it. And that's about Lynn Family Stadium and the, where you all are positioned. Oh, this is from Chris. He said, Difficulties with sun angle in East Goal. Hat or no hat? Oh, no hat. Yeah, I would get made so much fun of if I wore a hat. So that's never going to happen. Who would do the fun making? Oh, gosh, the, the internet. All my oh, team, they wouldn't even be able to take me seriously. They'd be like, take that off. You can't wear that. There have been players wearing I hats have seen there. it. Yeah. But luckily, we had 8 o'clock games last year. So... And I think we were like, you have to win the coin flip, so we're not on the sun side. <laughs> and Gemma did a good job. I don't think we were there maybe once, and it's like you got to battle for like 20 minutes, and then it's down. But, yeah, no, I would not wear that hat. I think it's an account, right? Like some Lynn family like hat account is a goalkeeper wearing a hat. I think I saw that last Actually, year. Actually, you know what? There is. Yeah. I, I'd forgotten that, but you're right. Someone had come yeah. up with that. Um it depends for me. Sometimes hat, sometimes not. We actually ex experimented Scott Budnick. So I got made fun a lot last year. Scott <laughs> gave me uh, eye black to try at practice one time because the sun was so bad one game and I wasn't wearing a hat. You could tell that I was squinting. So he made me put on an eye black one practice and I got on the fine board for wearing makeup at practice. <laughs> so, is that uh, like kangaroo court? Who is Nile in charge of that? No, it's actually Paulo. Paulo's in charge yeah. of that? What can you wear? Like, like Dr. Lynn, I was going to say a brand name of sporting but not going to do that. We're going to stay on Dr. Lynn. Dr. <laughs> Lynn can't come up with some sort of glass, sunglasses or something that would be like wrap around, that would be safe, that if you got took impact. I mean, it seems they like probably would wouldn't be... look too good. Yeah, that was my first thought, too. Is what? Yeah. You got to preserve the, the look, I yeah. guess. The look? Yeah. All I care about is <laughs> you stopping damn goals. I don't care what you look like. You Until were... there's a photo out there and people are making so much fun of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you look at you say, look at the scoreboard, and that's <laughs> yeah. all that matters. No, I, so having some glasses, well, now I have to say that, but you remember when Coach O'Connor was here and he wore yes. training, he had that hat that was covered. Have you ever seen the picture of James O'Connor that had like a, it was like a hat with a big wide brim, it's but a bucket it had hat. The, 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 the shade thing in the it looked back? Like he was in it the, looked like a beekeeper. Uh, it looked like he was in the Australian Outback or yeah, something like looked, that. Yeah, uh, he looked like what he would, a beekeeper would wear. Yeah. And it was kind of a funny picture, too, of an expression – and the FC Cincinnati fans used to have a ball with that and call him the beekeeper and all that. <laughs> Go back and dig that up. But I'm not talking about a hat like that. I'm just talking about something to give you an advantage. So are you talking about like the like the little tiny glasses you would wear like if you were uh, in a tanning bed or something like that that would really make it really super <laughs> No, awkward. I'm not talking oh, so about that. that. You could no, still, that would be something that way would you could still at. You could still head the ball. Yeah. You could do everything. You would just look like a little bee back Dude, there. Why not some kind of contact lenses that could be – like sunglasses. If we're tagging Dr. Lynn in this, you yes. know this is going to get noticed. Hey, maybe we just had an idea. I don't know. Entrepreneurial people be out there inventing <laughs> sunglasses as contact lenses, not right? Not a bad idea. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. We're probably the first since, pe per people to ever think of this. No, since yeah. goalkeepers are so freaking worried about how they look. Oh, somebody <laughs> might make fun of me. <laughs> That's true. I'm glad we're on the same page. That's good stuff. All right, so uh, going along also how you look. So the kit reveals just came out for Lou City yesterday. Racing's coming out soon. And, of course, as keepers, you always get to dress exactly opposite of everybody on the pitch. How big of a dilemma, a stigma, 
drama is that for you all, how you look? Because sometimes they put you all out there look like freaking orange cones on the side of a highway or something like that. I mean, how does that make you feel as a keeper? I kind of like it. I Honestly, I kind of like it. You take it pride in I, it? Yeah. I, you just get a different jersey that not everybody gets. And I think it's cool, too, like last year at Lynn Family, you can see who's wearing a goalkeeping jersey versus just the purple one. So, like, you can see all, like, these guys are, like, supporting the goalkeepers here. So, um, yeah, you definitely get some traffic cones and different names from away fans. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes they're great. They're cute. But this year, have you all ever seen Kicking and Screaming where he's wearing the full blue suit and it has the pattern print on it? <laughs> just, Just wait. Here we go. That's going to be me soon. <laughs> Do you have any choice? In no, the we That's have what I was no choice. Do you have any so input? Nike does it, and then every goalkeeper in the league has the same one. Oh, so it's not personalized yeah. to racing. So it's not. Oh, so our, it's just the home and away is the only thing. It's just the home, home and away is the only thing. It's yeah, so. What colors every, do you have? We have the, per, the blue, and yeah. then we have a yellow, and then we have a salmon. Huh. So we are going to look like pixie sticks. <laughs> um, <laughs> But oh, yeah. Logan with this. Oh, uh, yeah. Logan doing so a solid So take the Will Ferrell. It's, it's not as bad as what I Guys. thought. It's still, the salmon, which one, which color you'll pick? I'm going to go the with the blue. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a big fan of salmon. No. I think the yellow would look nice. Yeah. I've always just grown Yellow and blue. Yellow, yeah. That's what we're going to go with this year. But, yeah. People get excited about kits, and they get upset about kits. Have you ever noticed it's, that? Yeah, I mean, it's really pretty like, amazing. Like that and yourselves? they end up buying I mean, all of them. Have you always been a, a like a, a critique of, of I kits? was a critique, yeah. yeah. I feel like we all are in our league. Yeah. <laughs> we have new ones coming out. They're cute. The uh, But when our first jersey ever came out, the one with the butterflies and the flowers, uh-huh. that was a big deal. Some people hated them. Some people liked them. I thought those were really and it, cool. I think it made us unique, so mm-hmm. I was glad we went with that. So. It went with the Ollie theme, right? Yeah. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was kind of a first, yeah. like a real strong statement to just uh, paying homage to Louisville. Yeah. So uh, Our new ones are a little bit different, so we'll see what the fans think. What about you, Kyle? Are you a big kit fan? Are you critique? Do you really get into that, or does it just kind of like whatever, dude? A little bit, on. yeah. It just but I like kits, don't like kits, but – what I, what kit I really like was the black kit last year. Mm. I think the third kit. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. a big third kit fan anyway. I am too. Yeah, I think it just it's something different, and I think everybody gets behind it. With the USL, and I think they're what Adidas is what all those uniforms is that correct? USL is everybody. Oh, it's just whoever. Puma, so like we're US, we're Adidas though, right? Yeah, we're yeah. Adidas. Yeah, I think there's just like so much that they allow you to really be able to do within their own yeah. line of of uh, kits that they provide. Mm-hmm. So you kind of don't have a you can't just like go do like what they were able to do the first year what, what racing was able to do with the the, the butterfly and the flowers and all that which was That's really cool. cool you just can't get that unique right now yeah. hopefully that changes because i know there are a lot of really neat things that we could do Definitely. uh here, here at louisville but you kind of have to go with what you go but but, but the purple and, and and all that it's really awesome i mean you can it's pretty cool look on its own i think i think what about you kid this year i like them I like them. I'm, I, I, like Kyle, I'm a third kit person. I just like the different ones just because you don't wear them as much and everybody gets kind of tired of the same stuff. So, and I norm, like normally you, where you get those darker colors, you get like a gray or a black in there or something. I mean, it just makes me look thinner, Lance. I'm not going to lie. I mean, oh, it's, I'm, I'm kind of like Katie. It's just how do I look back here? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I'm standing behind the goal and ESPN's good, on Katie. me all the time. That's always the answer. You look good, bro. It's just slimming. Um, <laughs> Katie, yes. 2023. Areas of strengthening for your team. Where do you see you guys being a little bit different this year? 
you know, there's always comings and goings and transitions, and then you start to kind of meld together. Where do you see you guys being different this year that, that you're optimistic about or you're excited about? Yeah, I think we got some really good signings this year that had um, league experience, which is super important. We're already such a young team, so the additions of Abby Carson, Paige Monahan, um, and then the internationals that we signed um, have been already amazing. I think we'll be stronger defensively and in the midfield, um, and we have a lot of pace. I think that's what's going to set us apart from last year's team. We'll have more pace, which will help us. Um, and then I think just together as a group, we're a lot closer. Everyone that is in the locker room wants to be here, wants to represent racing. Um, and I think that's really important because, you know, when times are tough, it's either they believe or they don't. And then, you know, it just doesn't create a good team environment. So I think this year we have those people in the locker room that will be able to guide us, you know, in the right direction. And I think our, our hope and our, our game plan is to make playoffs and to make a run for the first time. Um, which we haven't done the past two years. So I think that's on everyone's mind at the moment. Same question. Um, yeah, I mean, we brought back so many uh, so many guys. I think 22 had some really good additions. Um, I think the only thing that we can really improve, is, improve on is being more ruthless. I think there's a lot of games, not a lot of games, three or four games where uh, we weren't ruthless enough and could have put teams to bed and um, – had some losses that shouldn't have been losses and ties that we probably wasted. Um, but, yeah, I think that's really the only difference, um, just being a bit more ruthless and really wanting to, to dominate every game. That really has an impact because in the success of the season, one might say, well, what's it matter? I mean, you get to the playoffs, we, we crown the, the, the champions at the end of the playoffs. Mm. But, you know, it would have made a big difference had we been able to play the USL finals mm. here at Lynn Family Stadium. Definitely. Uh, there's no question about that. So, um, I, you know – I'm with that. I do know that, you know, it goes back many years. It goes back even to, to O'Connor and, and through Hackworth and, and now with Danny that, you know, it's kind of like you have to – it's a, it's a balance, right? You've got some give and take. You, you've got to get to the end of the season healthy mm -hmm. and be in, in really uh, in, in your best form then to be able to make that deep run in the playoffs. And obviously, whatever philosophy has been going has worked – extremely well. I mean, yeah. we've been to the Eastern Conference Finals every year in our existence. And then is that a lot of pressure on you guys when you come when you start the season off? I mean, you know, we can't let that string break. Mm. It's been 8 years in a row. Unheard of, unimaginable, yeah. but they've done it. And you've yeah. been a part of that. Do you all put a lot of pressure on yourselves to make sure you go to that point and beyond or is it just hey, let's just take it month at a time, game at a time? Yeah, as we we set our team goals at the beginning of the year, and the expectation is always a championship. It's the first and foremost goal that we have. And um, me personally, I don't know how the other guys take it, but I really do. As a goalkeeper, you can only look week to week, um, honestly, day to day, because if you have two or three bad training sessions, then you may not be playing on the weekend. So um, for me, it is just a weekly thing that I'm looking at. And, um, yeah, it's just an absolute grind of a year. Katie, to the same point, I mean, now that you all have got more of an established team now, uh, you know, you guys started as an expansion team right. where Lou City, when they came up here, there was already some track record, at least a group yeah. that was somewhat together, where you guys were starting completely fresh. Is that a theme with you guys or at least something that you look to see? We could be the first to do this. We could be the one that really starts to set the tone for racing as a playoff team. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why everyone's – here and I think for the girls that have been here from the start, we want to be a part of that. Um, I think, you know, we feel like we've been through it all here already, and so to 
make playoffs to make something special of this club is something that we really take pride in and want to do here um, just for the fans and for everyone that have supported us from the day one you know an expansion team's hard you kind of start from the bottom and we went through a lot and so I think this year um, there's going to be a lot of not pressure but you know excitement on how we can do and I think we have the right the right people in place so hopefully that'll be there you all have been through a lot some of it you could never plan for some of it's just kind of the it's just the natural order of things uh as a professional athlete uh, some of it's bizarre and should never happen to anyone and have to go through it where do you feel like the team is now the organization all this together as far as moving forward, how do you feel? You've you said a couple of times that everybody seems like they're getting along great, mm -hmm. but do you feel like that's something that's well behind you now and you can move forward and focus on soccer? That's yeah, it. absolutely. I think everyone in the locker room who's been through it, who hasn't, who's come in after, um, is ready for a fresh start, is ready for our supporters to fully be behind us, no questions asked, um, you know, and to give us that support and the girls, um, the staff, everyone that has, you know, made it better. We believe in the staff. They've been tre tremendous for us. And I think we've just are ready to close that door. And I think we're doing that. And we'll have some new additions coming soon that the public will find out about. And I think that is kind of the final thing we've been needing. And I think after that, we'll be good to go. That is awesome to hear. And I watched your expression and as you're talking about this, and I, I see you light up. I know you're ready for some some good positive momentum going forward. A lot of wins will help with that for sure. True. And I know that's where the focus is, and that's where it should be. And, on, and other things off the pitch, uh, that should be all. You know, I'm good. glad to hear you say that's behind. We're moving forward on that too. By the way, you, speaking of supporters, you can count me as, as now yes. an official racing Louisville supporter because yes. I don't know if you heard, but I'm not going to be you able did. to be the PA guy, and yeah. and it breaks my heart. And then they got someone that'll be even better than I am, I'm sure. But Tough I'm going to be. <laughs> I appreciate that, but it's very kind. But I will now be on the other end. I'm going to be in the goal queue. I won't be tied to one end or whatever. I'm just going to float with a beer in my hand, <laughs> and I'm going to antagonize the hell out of our visiting Please keepers do. just for you, Katie. Thank you. Just for you, since you said somebody in New York yeah. said something really mean and hateful to you. I won't say me be mean and hateful, but I am going to antagonize them to Perfect. that. And with that voice, wouldn't you rather have him all around the pitch all the time as <laughs> yeah, opposed right. to just when something positive happens or calling out like this Vivify yellow card is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so the season starts pretty soon for both of you all. Kyle, you're on the road starting this week, I believe. Katie, you all go on the road next week at Houston. March 26th. March 26th. What can – what are you guys – you're not giving away any secrets right here. But what are some things that you hope to see different against Houston this year than what you faced last year about how you approach that game? Yeah, the last game we played against Houston, we were down a man for about 75 minutes. So that's not going to happen. And we're going to, you know, come out with everything that we have. And, you know, we want to start off with a win. We, um, you know, I think the start of the season is really important. And it's our first game and we have to show people that we're ready. There's no entrance, you know, so we're going to Portland this weekend to play Portland OL and the U23. So I think we'll get all the jitters out there and then hopefully be ready to go in Houston. Kyle, when do you all board the plane? Cause you're going, you're, you're heading back to Cali, right? Yeah. You're going back to Cali. Yeah. You're out there for a while too. Yeah. We got a tough, uh, tough opening stretch. Uh, we'll go out Thursday um, for the Saturday game, but then we'll stay over 
uh, in California for the following weekend against Monterey. So a nice 10 day trip to, to start the season then come home for a week and then go back out to Sacramento. So Orange County, what do you expect from them? Um, they're going to be a good team. I know they didn't have a great year last year. They added some pieces. They have some good attacking pieces. Um, I think their forward won the golden boot last year, the most goals scored by any player. So um, they'll be dangerous, but I think uh, I think we'll be ready and be prepared. You got it. You all got it. This is going to be a great season for both, for, for both teams. It's just going to be a fantastic year and really looking forward to a, a whole lot of good things. Uh, right here at Lynn Family Stadium in the beginning with your, your, your road trips. It's going to be cool. I'm excited. We really appreciate you all both taking the time. You've been very gracious with your time for this. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Lance, thanks for subbing in last second. As uh, we all know, we wish Scouse could be here. Uh, he's running. He's a little bit under the weather right now. But uh, Lance came in with a good solid here for us. Well, thanks. Thanks for asking me. I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> it's great chatting with them. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. All right, well, best of luck on the season. You know where we'll be. We'll be back there yelling for you on one side and then harassing the crap of whoever's back there trying <laughs> to stop the goals, and we'll do our best for you. So uh, thanks for taking the time to be here, and best of luck. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys.